Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, my friends, this is going to be a really fun episode today. I'm really excited to have our guest expert, Victoria Yates, on with us today, um, talking about comparison. And just we're going to dive into comparison in general. And I think we're going to probably touch on some body comparison as well, because I think this is a really important topic, especially in the world of social media. And just we, we just see. I just think we see people's lives more than we ever have before. And it's really good to, um, kind of make sure that we're checking in on ourselves and monitoring how, how comparison is affecting us. So thank you for joining me today, Victoria. Will you just introduce yourself? Tell us all about you and we'll dive in. Sure. Hi everyone. My name is Victoria Yates and I am a nurse turned food and body image coach. So I was a nurse for five years and now I am a coach and I help women to eat healthy without dieting and love their bodies. Or as I say, sometimes stop hating their bodies. Um, and I do this through the lens of intuitive eating, which I think all your listeners are familiar with. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about comparison. I think I have a little bit of a different approach to comparison and specifically excited to talk about body comparison. Cause I know that that is somewhat something that I would say most women struggle with at some point in their lives. Yeah. And I'm glad you're here to talk about it because I'm excited to hear your unique perspective on comparison, because it's something that I, I guess in my mind, I hadn't really dived into very much, you know, of like just general comparison, but I notice a huge difference when I'm paying attention to the way others are doing things. So will you kind of start us off? Like, where does comparison originate? Like, why do we fall into this trap? Where does it come from? Like, it it almost seems like it comes out of nowhere. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. tell us like, where does it come from? Yeah. So when you actually start to explore you struggling with comparison, it's coming from just a 
a, a problem with your view of yourself really, and your identity and self-image. And so we're kind of like, you find yourself searching for that validation through someone else. And in a weird way, kind of like putting yourself down to get there. And so that is where comparison, the, it originates sometimes, you know, maybe like the first thought that you have when you think about comparison or like finding yourself comparing to someone else is thinking, oh, well, if I just have that thing, then I won't struggle with comparison. Well, that is a lie that we tell ourselves because that ends up just being this like cycle where you just fall into thinking, I just need to have more and more and more, but you're always, if you don't actually get to the root issue, which is something that I try to help and guide my clients to in all areas that we're talking about and working through specifically a lot of times with food and body image, but in the case of comparison, it's always this root issue of not having a good image of yourself. So like you might go out and achieve that quote, perfect body that you think you want to have that will lead to all of these things that would change for you that you want, or maybe like seeing someone with the perfect Instagrammy house and you go and get that, but it's just this never ending cycle, unless you actually get to the root of like, why do I keep falling and falling into that comparison with other people, which is always a self-image issue. Yeah. And I wonder, I find it interesting. Do you see this with your clients that there's different areas that we compare. So like for me, I don't compare myself in parenting in the parenting arena. It doesn't really like, it doesn't really bother me that much, but maybe specifically like in the business arena, I find myself fall into that trap more often. So it's kind of thinking as you were talking that there's probably, um, we fall into the comparison trap in certain areas of our life. And I wanted to talk about maybe why, like, why do you think certain areas are that way? And then I also wanted to bring in the idea of comparison with ourselves. I just had um, a really good conversation inside our wellness academy, um, our, our wellness membership that was talking about like they were comparing themselves, themselves now to who they used to be and feeling like their goals weren't, aren't as big now or aren't as good enough. So I really want to, I don't know, I want to dive in. That was kind of a lot, but I want to dive into maybe first kind of tell us like, where do, how come we are okay in some areas and not okay in others? Like, where's the disconnect there? Mm, I would say it, it all comes down to like, individually, we value different things differently. Like for you, you, you sounds like you value, put a lot of value and maybe even identity into your business, your work. I fall into the same patterns a lot of times. Cause I, I do have a lot of just areas where like specifically with business, it's like, I, I do find myself falling into that place where I put a lot of identity in that. I have to like check myself a lot too. So that's where a lot of times, you know, if you're finding yourself falling into comparison in certain areas, it's often due to those are the areas that you put a lot of value into, which can be good, right? Like it's just a, it's just something that makes us different. Like 
I'm with you. Like, I don't really compare myself to other parents, but when it comes to like business or my home, like sometimes I can find myself falling into comparison with like, Oh, I feel like, like I want to have a home that feels really nice and looks really pretty. And it's also not a very, like not a super gift that I have to like make those spaces. Like it's not my talent. That's probably why I should like seek outside help in that area. But it is something that I noticed. I have that awareness that, okay, that's an area where I kind of like fall into that space too. Um, so yeah, it boils down to like, those are some of the things that that's a clue to like, what do you value? Where do you maybe like put your identity to? And so unpacking that can be really helpful because it can, like, we'll talk about too, is like awareness with the comparison is sometimes half the battle. Like once you have that awareness, that's huge. Then you can actually go and make changes and like make shifts in the way that you're thinking. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think, um, it helps. I I love what you brought in. As you said, you know, this area I'm not good at, like, it's not my talent. And, you know, maybe if we were having a coaching call, you you know, you would work through this scenario of like, that's okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. And then you said, I can seek out help to help me improve in that area. And so I wonder if, you know, comparison kind of starts to creep in when we feel a lack, right? When we feel like we're lacking something. And like you said, we put that identity on ourselves when maybe it's not even the identity that we want. Like I'm the same way. I don't, I wish I was good at decorating my house, but I like the more I try, the more I get frustrated with it. Like for some reason, it just doesn't click with me. Mm -hmm. I try, I see people like decorate these beautiful mantles and like, I see them decorate, um, shelves. And I go, I could look at a blank shelf and be like, I don't even know what to do with that. (laughs) I could go to the store and get a ton of things and put it in there. And I could be like, what is happening? It's, it's a mess, you know? So it's kind of one of those spaces where I have to come to terms with, Like, this is okay that I'm not great at this. And if I want to improve it, I can learn and I can grow, Mm -hmm. but I also am willing to accept and I can say, okay, this isn't my specialty and I'm okay with that. Does that, does that erase comparison or what else like would you have to bring in? Yeah. I mean, I think that that can really be an asset to say like, to have that awareness, like this is something that I do value and it, it, it's something that I do want, but bringing in some outside help because I recognize that I am not great in this area or like I need something in this area and I need to learn. Like that is like, sometimes I think accepting help is where that can be a step towards just getting away from that negative comparison. And also just, I mean, the growth of like actually having someone like asking for help can be really huge too. But, um, I also see another thing is there is a difference between, um, comparison, bringing us down, which is like negative comparison versus comparison, lifting us up. And so that's something Mm -hmm. that I've been exploring a lot. Um, in the last couple of years is like 
when I think about, when we think about like the definition of comparison, like when we actually get to the root of it, it's really, you're just seeing somewhat something that someone else has that you, that you want, that you find value in it's, that's it. It's not, you know, when it turns into something that takes us down that negative spiral, it's that we're attaching these other thoughts to the comparison when in reality, it's really just, we see something that someone else has that we value or we like, and that's it. So we can actually use that to our advantage and use it to help us help propel our growth. So like in business, if we see a, someone who's running a really successful business, the negative comparison would be, oh my goodness, she has that. I don't have that right now. I'll never have that. And you go down that spiral of like, she's mm-hmm. better than me. I'm not enough. And, and like, that's where you get into that negative versus, oh my goodness, like she has a successful business. That means that's possible for me too. And when you start to have that kind of conversation with yourself, it changes everything. When you start to see like, okay, that person has something that I'm attracted to and that's it. And that means I can, I can do that too. Like, it doesn't mean anything bad about you or that you're less than it or that you have lack. Yeah. It kind of, uh, differentiates the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset, right? Totally. Yes. Yeah. And I have a personal embarrassing story. (laughs) I can't believe I'm sharing this, but you know what? Here we go. Um, I had a similar experience where I had seen someone doing something the way that I thought I wanted to do um, without getting too specific here, but I I saw the success that was happening um, with this person's approach. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I could do that. Like, it's so easy. It's so simple, you know? And so I tried it. Um, I stepped into, you know, a similar approach. Um, and I did not like it. Like it, it did Mm -hmm. not fit me. It didn't fit how I wanted to show up and all of that. And I think it's really important to identify that when we, when we get in comparison, we also have to remember kind of back to what we were just talking about is that it's not always the right thing for us. Even if you see someone that's like, they have it all together. I want it that way. Um, you may, I think there's a phrase or something, you know, the grass is greener on where is it on the other side or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And go ahead. I I was just going to say, I think like, that's okay too. Like if we have in our mind that, okay, I have to like, do everything that, that, that these other people are doing or have everything that those other people are having. And then we try it out and we realize that that's not us like taking that as information. And again, not making it mean anything, but just, all right, cool. That's not me. And I'm, I'm learning more about myself through stepping out and like trying something even, and that's okay. Yeah. Which is cool that you brought in the idea that comparison can have, you know, supportive benefits as well as unsupportive benefits. We try to avoid good and bad around here. So I always have Mm. to think of other words, but really like it does have some, some really great, um, benefits to it because it does maybe allow yourself like to push yourself and, um, try new things that you haven't tried. Um, but also sometimes it can, 
kind of be this tight grip on Mm. something that doesn't align with your values or doesn't align with your needs or anything like that. So, um, I kind of want to, I want to talk about what can we do to first maybe fortify ourselves against the trap of comparison spiral. I want to think about like that spiral, spiral down, you know, comparison spiral. How can we fortify ourselves for that? It's, it's going to happen, right? We know, it, especially if we're on social media, especially if we're in the world and we see so many more of people's homes, how do we fortify ourselves so that we're prepared? I mean, I think going back to the greatest thing you can do is just have an awareness. Hey, this is comparison or, Hey, I get triggered into comparison. A lot of times when I am scrolling social media, um, I was thinking about like a big area that we fall into comparison is obviously with social media in this day and age. And so, um, I actually heard it on a podcast once recently, they were talking about the difference between like just showing up and absorbing social media versus connecting. And so one run really good way of not falling into the trap of comparison on social media is spending time actually thinking about connecting with people. If we are going in and just absorbing, like we are going to likely fall into that trap of comparison versus like, think about if you actually thought before you opened up Instagram or opened up Facebook, you actually set an intention and said, I am going to go connect with people. Like, what would that change the way that you show up, the way that you use the app, the way that you use social media, like it changes everything it in one place. You're like just scrolling down your feed and just taking everything in with this mindset of like, just give me, give me, give me versus how can I give to others? How can I show up and connect with other people? Yeah. And I was just like writing down some words when, when you were talking, I was thinking of the difference between using social media intentionally versus mindlessly. There's so much, um, mindless use. I do the same thing. Um, but what if you were to set an intention for your social media usage? Like I'm there to build friendships. I'm here to learn something, right. I'm here to connect. Or the other thing, the other words that I was thinking that came to mind were prepared versus responsive. Mm. So, you know, that like, maybe you follow a health and wellness account, um, and they have some good information, but maybe there also has been some triggering things on there. And I think sometimes it's an answer of follow versus unfollow, but I also think other times it's how am I going to be prepared versus respond to this? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like the way I think about it is like, we have our default thinking or like our default reactions versus like being intentional. Like the way I describe it a lot of times is like, if you go, if you just like go on autopilot somewhere, like the grocery store versus like actually thinking about maybe going a different direction and like a different route. And you're, you're being intentional with every single step and every action that you're taking versus just going on autopilot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of those, like, I guess, initial signals? Cause I think it's, 
I think it's kind of tricky to be aware, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of, sometimes we don't realize we've done it until after, <laughs> at least maybe for me. So what, like, help us become more aware of those, like, first initial feelings or thoughts so that we can do something with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times the thoughts show up kind of like what I was sharing earlier of like, you know, seeing someone that something that someone else has that you want, and it kind of trickles into like, maybe it starts off just as an observation. Oh, she has a really pretty jack or pretty sweater on. I'm trying to like think of an analogy here. (laughs) She has a really pretty sweater on and then like, oh, I wish I had that sweater. Oh, my clothes aren't good enough. Oh, I need to go shopping. Like, it's like, it kind of progresses in that way. It is like, I think of it like that whirlpool effect that it just sucks you in. Yeah. But, and I think you were talking about like, a lot of times we notice after the fact. And I think that that's okay too. Like if you don't catch yourself in the actual, actual whirlpool of the negative thinking, like recognizing later, like, Hey, that was, that was comparison. And there's oftentimes like too, we get a physical feeling. I don't know about you, but like, I get a physical feeling that doesn't feel good. Like it feels icky and like almost like sick in my stomach, just that negative comparison of that, like feeling like I'm not enough. So recognizing that too, and it goes back to like all the things that I know you talk about too, is building up this relationship with yourself where you kind of know what your body's telling you. And I think our bodies actually can tell us what comparison feels like. And so being keen to that And also not beating yourself up if you do fall into that comparison, like use it as a time to get curious and just learn from yourself after the fact too, if that's necessary. Yeah. You're either winning or you're learning. I always love that. Oh yeah. I love that. (laughs) And I, I was, I wrote this down as you were talking, I think it boils down to, if you have these feelings of, I feel less than, or I have less than them, right? Like less beauty. I don't know if that's the right word, but like less stuff, less beautiful kitchen. Mine's like, I wish I, you know, had the beautiful kitchen or whatever, but, um, mine's the beautiful office, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. I get that too. Um, but thinking about, you know, if anything makes you feel less than that could be a really good trigger. Like you said, And this, I love that you brought in the spiral because we talk a ton about this in my food freedom program is that you have a moment in time where something happens and you have a choice at that moment Mm -hmm. to either continue spiraling down, right? Keep looking, keep moving, keep um, comparing, take yourself down, or you have an opportunity to spiral up. Hey, you know what? I saw this. This is, it made me feel less than in some way. I'm going to either close it or I'm going to have some self-talk or like you have the opportunity to then spiral up or, or whirlpool up. Like you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whirlpool probably doesn't go up, but <laughs> It'll be a geyser. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, in those moments where you are making that choice and you recognize that comparison, turn it to like, look for the way that that's something that like, look for the way to make it positive, like where you're, where it's uplifting, where you recognize like, oh, cool. That girl has, this is like the most basic example, but that girl has a really nice sweater. I want to ask her about it and maybe I'll go get a sweater like that too. Or, you know, just like noticing like, oh, I really like that style. Like maybe I'll try that out. Something like that. You know, it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. It just means, but our brains like to do that. Like they like to make, make things worse than they are sometimes. <laughs> so we have to fight against that, especially if it's just like, this is like a way of thinking that's just ingrained in us. A lot of us. So we have to fight against it. Yeah. And one of the things that really helps me that I have to admit, I'm not great at, but I'm working on it is when I incorporate more gratitude for what I do have, mm -hmm. I see more of what I do have versus what I don't have. Right. So when we're bringing in this idea of, I, I guess it would kind of go along with whatever you choose to see, you're going to see if you mm -hmm. see lack you're going to see lack. It's kind of like when you buy a car and you never cared that much about that particular car, but now that you drive it, you see them everywhere on the road, right? So when you see, when you choose to look for that, you're going to see it everywhere. And so what are we choosing to look for? Mm, I'm so glad you brought that up. A hundred percent. Like having that gratitude for what we have is so important. Yeah. So where does body comparison fit into this discussion? Is it different? Is it unique? Is it the same? Because that's, that's really a lot of a big struggle around here in this community specifically. And I know with the women that you work with as well, um, is there something different or tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking about this because, um, it's a little different to, a little bit different, but also the same. So when I was talking about comparison and like it on a very basic level, just being you seeing something that you admire or like in someone else. And then the also alongside that, that you can actually have that too, that we can have that abundance mindset instead of like being fixed or that lack mindset. So I knew that, like, I think the question that we have here with this response is, well, if I see someone who has a body that I want, that I like, like, how does that work with that definition of like, it's something that I see in someone else that I like, and that also I can have that too. Like we know that body size is a unique quality to each individual person. And so what I want you to think of specifically with regards to bodies and comparison with bodies is when you're looking at someone else who has a body who you you're thinking like, I wish I had that body. What I want you to think about instead is what is the, what is the real quality that I see in that person that I think having that body will give me hmm. because when, and this goes for also, like when we think about that desire to lose weight, you know, like if someone desires to lose weight, there's always an underlying reason. 
and like an underlying desire, I should say, there's a deeper desire to wanting to lose weight. I want to feel enough. I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel like I'm worthy or accepted. Like that's what you actually want when you want to lose weight. And so when we think about like wanting someone else's body size or wanting someone else's body, it's the same thing. We can look at them and say, it's not actually the body that you want. You think you want that, but what you really want is you want all of the things that you think that that body is going to give you. So what do you see in that other person that you are drawn to deeper than just their body? Do they seem like they are confident? Or they just like, look like they oftentimes it's confidence, really. Like when we see someone else with a body size, it's often confidence. We think having that body size is going to make us confident. It's not true. Do we want to feel beautiful? And we feel like in our head, we think that person obviously is going to feel more beautiful than me because they have that body and I don't also not true because our body image is not related to our bodies. And when we actually want a body size, it's, it's deeper than that. It's something else that we want. It goes back to like feeling that lack of value as we are right now. Yeah. And I, I get that a lot, um, with clients that come in and say, you know, I've, I've lost weight in the past and I didn't feel any better in my body, or they'll say, gosh, I would love to be at the weight I was at, but I didn't like my body even then. But if I could just get there now, like it just, I, I know we've all probably fallen into exactly. that trap. So what do you say to someone that's like, well, like I would feel more confident in a smaller body. Like how, how would that not work? Or, you know, I, I think it's, it's easy to be like, yeah, I, I understand that, mm. you know, I, I want to build confidence, but how could I possibly build confidence in this body I have right now? Ooh, that is a big question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, put you on the spot. <laughs> um, no, but you know, it just starts with changing the way that you're thinking about yourself. It sounds so basic, but it's true. Like thinking about yourself right now. And, and the, think about the thoughts that you have about yourself right now that are leading you to number one, not feel confident. Like what are those thoughts that lead to that? And then how would you be thinking right now? If you were already confident, go ahead and start there. Like, I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that we actually have power over our thoughts and we can choose the way that we're thinking. We have to like change. It's like our brain has to rewire our thoughts, but we can actually practice thinking differently. And this is a lot of the work that I do with my clients is help them to think differently. And that always leads to a different result, like the result that they're looking for. And so practicing, like, what are those thoughts that you would have if you were already confident? Maybe it's like deciding and like thinking the thought I am confident and showing up like that. And from there, everything is going to change with how you think. And that's going to change how you feel and how you show up. Yeah. It's, it's really going back to stepping into that identity that we talked about earlier, right? If you Mm -hmm. choose to be that person, you can become that person. And I think that's where, um, 
the discussion of, I want to feel confident and I also want to lose weight. And how do I bridge this gap between the person that I am and the person that I want to be? And it's, it's really difficult to step into that mindset, but you're teaching us how to do that by saying, we have to learn how to be that person now so that essentially we can become, I mean, it sounds crazy, but you have to, you really have to step into that identity right now. Um, and, and think about like, how does she t- treat her body? Because we can't treat our body miserably when we're in the place that we want to be. We, you know, we have to have that sense of body acceptance or body love, um, throughout the whole process. That's what gets us to change, mm-hmm. right? That's what brings in change. Yeah. And just remembering too, like you brought up remembering if you did have the experience where you look back at old pictures and your body was in your quote ideal body. And like, how did you feel at that point? A lot of times you'll, you know, what I hear too, same thing is, oh, well, I, I didn't like myself then either. This just shows us again, that it's not a body size issue at all. It's a value issue. It's a confidence issue. It's just like believing that you're enough and that you're worthy as a person from the get-go. And that's, that's, what's going to lead to the confidence. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Will you give us maybe three like practical approaches to getting out of this comparison trap? It can be body image. It can be anything, but if someone, you know, ends this podcast and they have been struggling with being in comparison and, and just struggling to figure out how to get out of that spiral um, or how to prevent themselves for going from going more down the spiral. Give us some real practical tips that we can take home and practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we've said it already, but just awareness of the actual areas in your life where you struggle with comparison. And then from there, how can you turn it into I love that like productive comparison that's going or uplifting comparison that's going to propel you to grow and remembering that it's, it's really all just you seeing something that you're attracted to in someone else or something that you like about something else and that you can have it too. It's not limited going back to like that, having an abundance mindset with that. So looking for ways that like, what is, what are the things that are going to get you closer to that place, whether it's in your home or the way you are as a mom or in your career or with your body or your body image, I should say, what, what are some of the steps that would help get you closer to that? So thinking about like steps to help you move closer to what you're wanting to do. Um, I'm a big fan of journaling. I think it just like this thought work we were talking about, it's really powerful to just sit down and it doesn't have to be pretty. It's like, just let it be messy and just like, get your thoughts out around comparison. Oftentimes, like what happens is you start to get so much more awareness when you just let the words fly and just journal. So big proponent of that. Um, and 
Um, I think also I'll plug in, I think working with someone is really helpful. Like working with a coach can be really helpful when you do feel stuck in something like comparison or, you know, body image or that whole belief system of like, um, believing that you're worthy and enough and, um, fill your life with people who are going to support the beliefs that you want to have. That's also really important. So, um, yeah, that's, those are a couple of tips that I would leave you guys with. I love it. I kind of like wrote words for all, for the phrases that you said. So the first one I was thinking awareness, the second one was alignment, right? Aligning with your values, aligning with um, what you want the outcome to be. And then you, then you kind of brought in consistency, like continuing to show up and maybe through journaling, like continuing to work through this so that you have tools to improve, improve it or prevent for the next time. Um, and the word that kept coming up for me through all of it was boundaries and Mm. setting boundaries, like for your thoughts, for your actions, like setting some of those boundaries that say, Hey, I'm not going to allow myself to get to this point. Like you could do time boundaries where you say, I'm going to be on social media this long, or I'm, or emotional boundaries. Like, Hey, as soon as I start to feel that less than that's where awareness comes in, right? That's your number one of like, okay, I'm aware of that. Now, what do I need to do with it? And so, um, just kind of going, going through that. Um, so thank you for joining me today. I think this has been a really fun discussion. I'm hopeful that, you know, some, I always hope that, you know, whoever's listening, hears it in the way that they needed to hear it. And they got the takeaways that they needed to get. So do you have any parting words or a a last thing to say to anyone that is struggling in comparison that wants to get out of it? That's listened to this episode. They're determined to work harder on it. What would you say to them? I think the biggest thing to remember is that you're never stuck. You know, I, a couple of years back, I was really struggling with comparison and it felt like I was just going to struggle with it forever. <laughs> and getting to like working on all of these things, changing the way that you're thinking is going to get you unstuck. You're never too stuck to, um, get out of something like comparison. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Will you tell everyone where we can find you and get support and all of that? Yeah. So you can come see me over on Instagram. I am at non-diet underscore RN and my website is just victoria-yates.com. And I have a podcast as well that you're welcome to come check out. It's called the redefining health podcast. Um, and then lastly, if you're interested in learning more about my work with intuitive eating and wanting to get started, I have a freebie called five steps to start eating intuitively that you're welcome to come, come get, you can find it on my website and through Instagram. Yeah. And we'll put those, we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Um, we have very similar views. And so I love always bringing on, um, those that share similar, um, views about approach to food and body and all of that. So again, thank you for joining me. And, um, I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. 
This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.